från det digital. Det här är Startup Stories. Tack så hemskt mycket Lena Apre, det var fantastiskt. Vi vet att vi gjorde en bra förlust, vi hade planerat för att göra en bra förlust. Så det är klart att man hellre vill ha roligare rubriker. Då var vi ordentligt bakfulla. Vi visste faktiskt inte riktigt vad bitcoins var. Revenge är underskattad som drivkraft. Det är oerhört effektivt. Visa dem! Lydia Winters kom in som anställd nummer 11 på det svenska spelbolaget Mojang. Från att ha börjat lägga upp filmer där hon spelar Minecraft på Youtube är hon nu brand director på bolaget. Mm, spännande, vi ska få höra hennes story. Detta är ju fredag och detta är Startup Stories, det är digitals podd där vi träffar bolagsbyggare för att höra ja, deras historia helt enkelt. Jag heter Sven Karlsson. Och jag heter Mimi Billing. Vi är båda reportrar på D-Digital där vi bevakar startupsektorn, riskkapitalet som investerar och digitaliseringen av det svenska näringslivet. Mm, det här är din intervju, Mimi. Precis. Det var ju under finalen här på The Startup Tours. Då den här amerikanska Lydia Winters gästade scenen. Och dessutom så hade vi ju då möjligheten att prata engelska, vilket är ju härligt. Ja, en enspråkig intervju, en tvåspråkig podd blir det ju. För vi presenterar ju här på det vanliga språket vi brukar använda oss av. Men ni pratar engelska och det är ju inte så konstigt egentligen. Alltså det är väl i vissa fall inom startupsektorn så är det mer exkluderande att... Eh, använda svenska än engelska, tänker jag. Absolut, och det är ju skönt i alla fall att hon är amerikanska och från Florida. För annars hade det är lite jobbigt att intervjua någon på engelska som är från typ Linköping. Känns att det är lite fel, tycker jag. Ja, sen hade vi ju Jens of Sweden också på finalen. Men han, han, man hör ju på Jens Dylanders eh, alias att han, han klarar av det där. Men, men Lydia Winters, intressant historia. Eh, hon... Berättar ju då om hur hon gick från grundskolelärare till att bli Minecraft Brand Director idag då efter... Ja, hon kom ju in tidigt och har stannat kvar efter uppköpet av Microsoft. Ja, men precis. Ehm, och förutom det så pratar hon ju även om hur Mojang har då förändrats efter att eh, grundarna av Marcus Notch Persson, Jakob Porcher och Carl Manne sålde bolaget för 18 miljarder kronor till Microsoft för ungefär tre år sedan då. Man pratar ju ofta om att svenska bolag är ganska så här platta i sin organisation. Men på Mojang så var det tydligen rätt toppstyrt, vilket jag aldrig har hört talas om tidigare. Grundarna tog så gott som alla beslut och ja, de anställda fick väl rätta till sig till det därefter. Men det här ändrades tydligen när... Microsoft köpte Mojang. Ja, men precis. Lydia får berätta själv alldeles strax. Men först, du visade lite bilder och så lite filmklipp på scenen. Ska vi gå igenom dem bara? Ja, men just det. Vi får ju höra några av Lydias första Minecraft-videos som YouTuber. Och så visar vi också ett kort på Lydia och Mojangs tre grundare från spelmässan i 3 i Los Angeles. Just det, och det där var ju då under hennes arbetsintervju, alltså när de träffade dem första gången, eller? Ja, men precis. Det var ju någon som hade gått förbi och tagit ett foto och berättat om, så det är jättekul. Så 2011 måste det väl bli. Det var, det var väl kul att se det där kortet. Alltså Marcus Persson, Jakob Porcher och Carl Manne sitter liksom på någon sorts trottoarkant där utanför den här mässan med, med Lydia i sin eh, rosa peruk. Mm. Informellt och lite nostalgiskt att kolla på det kan jag tänka mig, framförallt för henne. Absolut. Vi kan säkert lägga ut den också på det digital. Det är inga problem tillsammans med intervjun. Ja, intervjun som ni eh, nu ska få höra spelades in på Kulturhuset i Stockholm den 7 december och den tar avstamp i en lite passande låt som du, Mimi, råkar hitta på Spotify. Mm. 
so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and what was that song? It was a song that I sang with some other Minecraft YouTubers. <laughs> that is so great. I, I mean, I found it on Spotify and I was just thinking, this cannot be. So, you know, if you want to keep a secret from a journalist, never, you know, never do anything like that. <laughs> but it was a great song. Great Thank song. you. Yes. Um, I just want to check with everyone here first. How many of you have heard of Minecraft, right? Hands up. How many of you have played Minecraft? That's over half. That's pretty awesome. I mean, if you were 10 years old, everyone would have played Minecraft here, obviously. So, you are uh, responsible for the Minecraft brand. And it's like, Minecraft is one of the biggest brands in like, the games industry. So, that must be a pretty big job. It's a, it's a huge job. I... I work on so many different things, it's always quite difficult to actually describe it. <laughs> so it's like the merchandise, the toys, t-shirts, and all that. Yes, all of that. And yeah. then uh, Minecon, which is our big event, uh, kind of looking across the brand and franchise, what are we going to do, um, looking at what partnerships make sense for us, and uh, kind of picking out what fits Minecraft yeah, and cool. where are we going. Cool. So, Minecon, that's kind of events, right? Mm -hmm. So, how many people do you usually have in, on an event? Um, this year, we actually switched the format. The previous years, we've done, like, I think we had 16,000 people in uh, California. And then this year, we switched to a smaller in-person audience, but actually focused on the live stream. So, we had uh, millions of uh, viewers okay. with us. So, it was really exciting. So, I guess you're not too nervous about this crowd. <laughs> no, so the smaller crowds make me way more nervous. Everyone's just staring. <laughs> okay. Yeah, everyone's staring at you. That's true. <laughs> so, just to get this clear, I mean... Mojang is obviously this game company that actually did Minecraft. And it was founded by three guys, Swedish blokes, in around 2010, 2011, after they had actually released the first better version of um, Minecraft. And these guys are pretty famous uh, in the tech community, because obviously they, they sold Mojang for three years ago for 18 billion crowns to Microsoft. Yes. And uh, Mar Marcus Notch Persson, it's like the richest uh, Swedish person in the tech community. That's pretty big. So, anyway, but the head office is still here in Stockholm, yes. and so are you, yep. which is great. Uh, and I know, like, Mojang did, uh, had a revenue on, like, 3.8 billion kroners last year. How much is that is, like, branding, merchandising? Um, it's a significant portion. I mean, we've, we've taken the steps every year to grow uh, slowly uh, with our merchandise because we could actually have just uh, taken it very big a few years ago. And I mean, every, everyone wanted to partner with us and we've purposely taken a stair-step approach because being an independent uh, company and keeping that spirit from the beginning, we still take those steps slowly so that all of these people that love Minecraft feel like, okay, I still, I still get that core DNA of all of the people who really love it and work on it. Yeah, that's a bit different from like Angry Birds, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, well, you would kind of think that you would have like lots of experience of this kind of brand management, merchandising, all these things, but uh, you don't, do you? No, only the, the six and a half years that I've yeah. been working so, well, like, at Mojang. What was life like for like seven, eight years ago? Because you were like an elementary school teacher, right? Mm -hmm. In Florida. And then you were a photographer. And what happened? 
Um, yeah, I just took a very big pivot in life and uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had uh, shaved my head for breast cancer research and, and got into making videos and I wanted to make some videos, so I just started making Minecraft videos to make content that was the same every day. Okay. And I came at it from a perspective of someone who hadn't, hadn't played any games before and made these funny little... We can actually uh, see a little piece of this, right? Okay, so this is me starting. I don't even know how I walk. <laughs> I don't even know how to get off. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Figure out which controls to use to move before starting the game. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just fantastic. <laughs> So it was really hard in 2011 to Google how to move in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots really of things were hard, know. like yes. 2011 was. But uh, actually, I mean, this is really cool because you have a pink wig on because mm -hmm. you actually shaved your head and everything for breast cancer research. But also, you have like split screen. And I was looking at PewDiePie, who actually started out at almost the same time. I mean, everyone knows who PewDiePie is, right? Uh, the most famous YouTuber, uh, and he. He didn't have the split screen. He was just he was playing Minecraft as well, but just normal Minecraft, you know. So how did you come up with that? Um, some friends of mine who had been making uh, videos, they kind of suggested. They were like, "Well, why don't you like why don't you actually do a secondary camera like front facing so you can see all of your emotions?" And I thought that sounded really fun because most of the videos at the time, almost all of them, were just gameplay footage, and so I didn't find that very fun to watch. I wanted to have more personality and be able to infuse myself more. And now it's quite, uh, quite standard, which is pretty funny because I, I got a lot of hate over that. Yeah. Um, and like in one week, because this was your first video, right? Mm -hmm. So in one week you got like 2,000 um, followers and mm -hmm. then now you have had like 18 million views on YouTube. And I mean, that's, that's pretty a lot you know, <laughs> for just like playing Minecraft. But I mean, I suppose it's lots of work behind this as well. It's a lot of work. I think it's, it, it takes a lot more than people think. Like, oh, just uh, start recording yourself. But especially when I was cutting footage, I would play. Then I would need to watch myself play and listen to myself. And that's just always embarrassing to watch yourself on camera and then edit it. And so it's quite a big process every single yeah. day that I was making them. I guess you're not very, you don't really worry about hearing your voice anymore in a way. Still don't love it. No. <laughs> It's always harder to hear the recording. Yeah. So from this, I mean, did the Mojang founders then find you and be like, yes, come and work for us? Um, that would have been amazing if I was just discovered that way. Um, no, but actually I reached out to them because I heard that they were going to be in E3, which is a big gaming uh, convention in LA, and they weren't in the US very often. So I kind of reached out and said... How did you do that? A, a cold email. Okay. Uh, I just kind of guessed at what their email addresses were and sent, sent off an email and said, hey, if you need anything, I would love to, uh, I'd love to interview you for my, my channel. And I kind of added the channel um, information. And then I said, also, I'm, you know, I have a, an education degree. I'm a serious person. I think that's not true. But, um, and if you need anything, like, I would love to help. I'm just coming to meet you. And uh, Carl, our former CEO, wrote back, maybe that day or in a couple hours and said, like, we could actually use you to help host our Sony Ericsson booth. 
So what, what, what did that entail, just hosting it? Um, these little Xperia Play phones, they were very adorable at the time, and, and Minecraft was coming out on it, which was a, quite a big deal. So it just, uh, I kind of stood at the booth and showed people how, how you could play on this new device. Okay. So it was really great. That's cool. So, but, I mean, what happened then? Because, I mean, that doesn't mean, like, okay, yes, because you did that. Okay, well, so come, come and join us in Sweden. I mean, or what happened? Yeah, so I basically, I started doing the, like, hosting at the booth, and I had met the, um, the crew quite briefly, and then someone that I knew from online, she asked me, like, can you introduce me to, um, to Carl? And I was like, sure, I met him like three hours ago, but I'm American, I can do that. Um, so I, I went to Carl and said like, oh, you know, she applied for a position, she wanted to speak with you, and she was wanted to be an artist, and he said, uh, you know, the, the job is in Stockholm, Sweden, you know, would you be willing to move there? And I turned around, again, American, so I interrupted their conversation. And then I said, it's too bad I'm not an artist. I would totally move to Sweden. Um, and he said, like, let's, we want someone to work with the community. Let's talk about it later today. This is great. And that's like six and a half, seven years ago. Then. Yeah, six and a half years ago. We have a photo, I think, from, I don't know if this is the first time you actually hang out with them or the second time, but this is like the founders of uh, Mojang, as we can see. Yeah, so that was my, um, my interview outside the LA Convention Center, or like when we were, where we were talking more. So uh, it's funny because someone that I, that knew Minecraft and knew me walked by and they were like, oh, this is so cool. Like, she's sitting there with, uh, with the Mojang team and snapped this, this photo, so... I don't think many people have an interview photo. It's pretty no. weird. I mean, and also, I mean, we've been, we've been writing quite a lot about the Mojang founders, obviously, and they never looked this relaxed, <laughs> like, happy. And then you actually did move to Sweden. I mean, had you ever been to Sweden before? Um, no, we were, we were so small and didn't even think about the fact that I, I worked from the U.S. for a while that I could, you know, come visit before I moved. So I just brought my stuff. I had never been to Europe, and I thought, okay... Like, so December 28th, which is a great time. <laughs> yeah. To move I mean, from Florida. Yeah, so, I mean, well, how, how did you actually take that? I was so excited because I was just, you know, I was, I was kind of, uh, I was in the middle of getting separated and divorced, and I was just like, I want to be far away from where I am, and made this weird joke about moving to Sweden, had to look up where Sweden was, very <laughs> far north. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump on this and, and see where it, where it leads. And uh, it's been amazing uh, every single year. And I love, I love Stockholm. Yeah, such great weather all the time as yeah, well. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Right yeah. now with all the sun. <laughs> yeah, coming from Florida to Stockholm, it must be... Bit of a change. I mean, I think all of us here think like maybe we could go to Florida. You know, so yeah, I was in uh, the beach like all last week because my family lives right at the beautiful beach, and I was just like questioning a lot of life decisions, honestly, <laughs> while I was suntanning. <laughs> so nice. I'm normally much lighter skin. <laughs> so when you moved to Sweden, then you were like the eighth employee, mm -hmm. if you don't count the founders, the first woman as well. Yes. How was that? Just getting into the office and start working or? Yeah, I mean, from the very beginning, uh, working from the U.S., the first thing that happened was that Carl, 
our former CEO and Daniel Kaplan, who was the business um, biz dev guy, they went on vacation for weeks. So they were just like, I didn't know how that worked in Sweden a long time. Evidently, it's like I'll be back in a month. What do I do? So I've I always kind of have been very self-sufficient of like taking on whatever happens to be around that I that I wanted to do, which is why um, nothing that I'm currently working on I had any prior experience to doing. Sure, it's a really like a startup then I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. because nowadays we don't really see Mojang as a startup. It's like 40 employees now, something like that, and also owned by Microsoft. We or? were 30 at the beginning. Now we're um, around 100. Okay, 100 in Stockholm, and that's then we have a team in uh, in Seattle too that works okay, for us. Okay, that's a lot more. Yes, yes. So, um, what has changed at Mojang since Microsoft uh, bought the company? I mean, a lot has changed. It's uh, We're growing a lot more. I think one of the interesting things is um, previously the focus was very much on uh, the core game being a video game company. And now I would say that we've really expanded with our brand and thinking about like, you know, all of these other forms of entertainment, our events, like what can we do and how can we make sure the community has... Um, all this excitement, education is really big for us. We have a partnership with UN Habitat um, and now a charity called Block by Block. So it's a really, it's really exciting. It's uh, been big and expanded. And but the the part that I love is that in so many ways I feel that we're we're still this sort of ragtag team that's really like willing to do anything and all of the people that we have hired in this time period they really feel like they embody that uh that mojang spirit of like we we love and care about minecraft so much that like we have to take care of it like this is ours to to screw up so be careful you know that's the ownership that everyone takes which is great because you're one of the directors Mm -hmm. it's around eight Mm -hmm. And how was like the leadership before them when you have the founders there? Did you have the same kind of like insight on decision making and so on? No, I mean before we had the um, the three founders and they sort of made up the board and they made uh, most of the decisions. And so I think actually we used to say it was quite flat, but I would say now even with putting in more of a, a management structure, our decision making is actually more flat than it was previously, which is really great. Um, so our, our leadership team is comprised of people across the company. Um, we all have teams under us. And then we're looking at like what are the best decisions. But our our office is still so uh, democratic and in, in everyone voting and 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 getting to sort of weigh in on what they think. It's really incredible, even after growing so much that we kind of have retained. Because I think that. like many were saying when they actually Mojang was sold that and the founders team just actually just left kind of like from one day to another, that there's a lot of people who are not feeling too great about it working for Miang. But would you say that it's it, it was true then, but that it has changed in some way or like Well, I mean, I I would say that the acquisition wasn't a decision that we held uh as employees. So of course that yeah. doesn't feel great. I'm I'm I was part of that uh crew not feeling super awesome. Um I can give you about 2.5 billion reasons why you should have equity in a company. But, uh, you know, it, it was hard because it felt like, you know, this, when you have that spirit of a startup and you're all working together, it's a, that, 
it was a harsh blow. I'm, I can't sugarcoat it anyway. Um, but I think when you look at the amount of people who have stayed from that original team and have stayed for a long time, especially like in the tech industry, six and a half years is like forever, I think, mm. uh, to be at the same place working on the same thing. Uh, it, it's quite impressive how many people are still around and still feel like this is something that I'm, I'm passionate about. Mm. Our, our lead developer who's been working as the lead developer on Minecraft since 2012 is, is still part of the team. Yeah. So it's, Awesome. <laughs> so, what, what do you think then? We're always into like people working for like tech um, tech startups and then going on to have their own tech startups. On would you think that would be possible for you to have your own startup? I think I would like to at some point, um, but I kind of have this. Well, I I, I love. I love Mojang and Minecraft so much, and the amount of knowledge that I can soak up from this type of position, um, especially since I just take on whatever I, I happen to feel like. It's, it feels like 20 years of experience wrapped into six and a half. Uh, but I'll start something someday. I'll sit and watch these pitches and think of what I could make. Uh, I th I'm thinking about it a lot, but until there's a good idea, I'm not going to go out and jump ship quite yet. No, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, you're on a Forbes list of uh, the 30 most influential people under the age of 30 within games then. Did you expect to end up there and as the brand director of Mojang when you were sitting there in your wig playing Minecraft for seven years ago, you know? No, I was basically just thinking, like, what am I going to do <laughs> with myself and my life? Um, so I, I think the... The great thing and what has really helped me move forward is just like saying yes to things when they come up like, okay, I'm not, I don't know if I can do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to try it out and, and take it on. And that's, um, that's the spirit of a, of a startup is this is not maybe my biggest strength, but I'm going to learn how to do it or I'm going to surround myself with people who can teach me how and, and then you can really accomplish so much more than you originally thought. That's great. You're clearly an inspiration to all of us in here. Uh, thank you so much thank for coming here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Mm, vilken resa hon har varit med om under de här sju åren, eller mindre än sju år till och med. Det är inte vem som helst som hamnar på en av Forbes liksom, listor över inflytelserika personer. Nej, jag tycker också ganska kul att hon var ju med på hela finalen och satt kvar till slutet. Och, ja, hon berättade ju för mig att hon kanske skulle tänka sig att bli startupgrundare. Men det är klart att om man har det jobbet som man verkligen älskar just nu så kanske det är svårt att tänka sig att man skulle kunna göra någonting annat. Det är kul också, hon pratar lite grann om Mojang, det är inte så ofta vi hör om dem. Eller du har ju träffat grundarna och sådär efteråt och Jonas Mortensson och sådär intervjuat honom. Men, men ändå, att få en annan bild liksom inifrån, att de har vuxit då från 36 anställda till 100 anställda eh, på de här tre åren då, sen uppköpet eh, blir det att intressera sig själv en handfull personer under sig. Intressant det där med hur organisationskulturen är, mm. 
ändrades också. Så anställdes då av, av Carl Manne som var tidigare vd för Mojang. Och eh, när spelbolaget såldes så blev vi då Jonas Mortensson eh, hennes chef istället. Och hon eh, nämnde ju också att hon inte fick några aktier i, i bolaget när hon eh, anställdes. Nej men precis och det skämtade hon ju om också eftersom de såldes så det var ungefär hennes största tabbe någonsin. Typ. Det är ju rätt, eh, ja, det är väl rätt talande för situationen. Mm. Kanske därför det lockar att bli startupgrundare. Spelindustrin är ju otroligt lukrativ. Om man bara kollar på de tio rikaste på, på Sveriges tech-scen i de här listorna som vi gör, miljardärslistorna vi gör i slutet av varje sommar har det blivit ungefär. Så har ju ungefär hälften gjort sina förmögenheter just inom spelbranschen och, och man lyckas ju ofta behålla en stor del av, av bolaget för sig själva eh, vilket ju ja. Mojang-grundarna var duktiga på. Ja men verkligen, Marcus Snorts Persson är ju den som toppar listan med 17 miljarder i förmögenhet eh, och eh, där finns det ju även liksom, vdarna för börsnoterade THQ Nordics och också Paradox. Men, så det gäller ju helt klart att inte sälja bort eh, för stor andel till eh, investerare och dylikt. Ja, det så. lyckas de ju med. 10 procent, 33 procent är det väl i, eller om det är 40 procent i Fredrik Wessers fall. Ja, ah, jag kommer inte ihåg. Men, men en, Någonstans runt 33 tror jag. Ja, men just det. Och eh, Lars Wingefors THQ Nordic är ju också en, en väldigt hög ägarandel. Kanske osunt i andra fall, men jag tror att i spelbranschen så, så tar man det som en, det har liksom etablerat sig som en, en modell som man accepterar på något sätt. När vi ändå är inne på börsen och nämner alla de här noterade bolagen så kan vi tipsa om Dagens Industris andra poddar. Analyspodden och makrorådet går på djupet både vad det gäller börsen och vad det gäller ekonomisk politik och makroekonomi i stort. Mm. Ja, tack för att ni lyssnar på Startup Stories. Den här podden har ju ett helt eget flöde som ni gärna får prenumerera på. Och recensera också gärna Startup Stories på iTunes. Ja, ansvarig utgivare för Startup Stories är DIs chefredaktör Lotta Edling och podden Clips av Umami Produktion. Hej då!